0: Hello, and welcome to the Profitable Practice Podcast with me, Andrea Maxim, naturopathic doctor turned healthpreneur, and every week I'm bringing you no-nonsense, no-BS, actionable strategies to create a practice that is not only profitable, but fully sustainable by you. If you're an action taker like me and want to create a practice that is profitable, then you've come to the right place okay hello everyone it's Andrea Maxim here and I am with my good friend Igor who I think we met Igor what back in 2011 at that 48-hour clinical nutrition course like right back when I first graduated and so we've basically known each other for almost five years four years if I'm doing proper math Yeah, time does fly. Um, So why don't you introduce yourself and give people a little reason why I think you're the bomb diggity and how you're (laughs) going to help us healthcare practitioners um, dominate when it comes to marketing and especially getting our face in front of millions of people like you have. (laughs)
1: Sure, Um, so uh, who I am is I have a personal training company, so I'm the CEO of a personal training company here in Toronto called Fitness Solutions Plus. Uh, I'm also the author of a book called Stop Exercising, The Way You Are Doing It Now. Um, And uh, the way I've grown my business is by doing a lot of public speaking engagements. But before got doing public speaking engagements, I had a lot of um, marketing failures, so to speak. 49 to be exact, I've tracked them all, I've put them into a Word document, Uh, I analyzed uh, what uh, what was the tactic, what did I try, what was the result, and uh, 49 tactics, 44 failures. Wow!
0: Uh,
1: Yeah, (laughs) so it's very well tracked, and uh, as you can tell, I'm very anal about numbers. eventually I started to refine my methodology more and more and more Um, I wasn't comfortable with that many failures so eventually I tried to find uh, some successes and eventually it brought me to public speaking and uh, thanks to public speaking I've been able to grow my business to where it is right now which is myself as well as um, nine other personal trainers and two marketing staff on my team
0: amazing and you just started off just you in a gym one-on-one coaching I'm sure
1: Pretty much all I was was a personal trainer, degree in kinesiology, no background in marketing or sales, nothing like that at all. Um, I went out on my own um, after working for a gym, and then where's the clients? Right. <laughs> I thought, oh, I'm a good trainer. In the gym, uh, in the country club that I was working at, I was getting a lot of referrals. But uh, now that I'm on my own, where are the referrals? Um, so the first year in business was very, very tough. Um, in that year, I did a lot of studying on marketing and uh, sales to get my business up to par. And like I said, there were a lot of failures until eventually I started to get onto public speaking, uh, which appealed to me as a small business owner. Like I was a very shy speaker, wasn't confident at all, um, but I had a desire to make money. Yeah. <laughs> to be blunt. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so I thought, well, I'm a small business owner. I don't have the budget or the time of a Nike, of a Microsoft, of an Adidas. Um, I have my time and I have my knowledge of exercise and nutrition. So let me use what I have and do public speaking engagements. They don't cost anything and I'll have clients fairly immediately within you know a few days of the speaking engagement. So that really appealed to me as a small business owner.
0: Now um, I'm just going to stop you there because that is the number one thing that I find most people are asking me and asking people of what to do is booking speaking gigs is not necessarily difficult if you're willing to hustle and kind of put your name out there consistently and guys if you follow Igor on Facebook he is, like every week, I feel like you're posting, can't wait to talk in front of these people. And it's uh, inspiring and amazing. But the, the number one question is, yeah, we can talk in front of all these people. But how is it that you improved your ability to speak to these people in such a way that you started guaranteeing, you know, I'm going to get 5 10 20% um, return on investment or return on your time of these people actually following you and walking into your gym and working with you?
1: Yeah, great question. Uh, to date, So I've been speaking, uh, my business has been around for about five and a half years. Uh, I've been doing public speaking for about four and a half years. In those four and a half years, I've done about 220 or so speaking engagements so far. So yeah, you're right, about one a week.
0: And um, anal about numbers. And anal about numbers, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I don't take that very lightly because numbers <laughs> give me a lot of data. There are a lot of actionable data to act on. Yeah. Uh, so the first 40 speaking engagements I did, I got zero results, zero clients. However, people were signing up for my uh, for my newsletter. So I thought to myself, well, okay, they might not be buying personal training, but they're at least on my newsletter and I get to communicate with them weekly. Um, so they might not buy now, but they might buy a few months from now. But that wasn't good enough. I wanted to do better. Um, so I started to refine my methodology in public speaking. I started to change a few things, tweak here and there, and again, Vader very about numbers. I'll track how many people showed up to the talk. Of those, how many uh, signed up for a uh, for an assessment, and then of those, how many bought personal training?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so at round talk number forty, I tried doing a different tactic. What I did was I printed gift certificates with an expiry date to come in for a free assessment, free fitness assessment that expires two uh, two weeks from the date of the talk. Very uh, smart. Yeah. So uh, so I had a deadline. So a few people took me up on that. So that was a lot better than zero, Uh, but still not as good as I wanted to be. So then I spoke to our publisher, JG. um, So just uh, a
0: step back in case people don't know, Igor was the person who connected me with our publishing company, Black Card Books. So that's just where that little caveat came from. So JG is the CEO of Black Card Books. He is also the bomb when it comes to marketing and running a company and I think they make millions of dollars every year. Um, So that's just a little background story behind that. Go yes, so.
1: exactly. So I spoke to uh, to JG about what I'm doing marketing wise, and he said, and when he said this, it like hit me in the forehead. Like, why didn't I do this earlier? He says, stop offering two weeks, uh, a two week offer. Offer it right then and there. Yeah. Uh, okay. You sign up right here, or or if you sign up afterwards, it's ninety dollars. But if you sign up right here and right now, it's twenty dollars, or it's free. Uh, so I started doing that, and conversions went through the roof. Um, these days, if I speak in front of an audience that's um, my target market, like everything is qualified, the right age. Um, the right location, close to my gym, et cetera, um, about 30 to 35 to 40% of them will actually show up for a $20 assessment. Of those, about 45% will actually buy personal training. Um, so that's kind of like what my funnel looks like.
0: Amazing. Um,
1: yeah. And so there was a specific way that I started to design my talks in order to get those kinds of conversions. But the biggest thing I did was exactly JG's suggestion of just book them right then and there.
0: Now, this is something that I would like to start doing, but I feel like, you know, how people at the end of your presentation want to talk to you and ask more one-on-one questions. So does that mean that you had a personal assistant come with you to the seminar in order to have, you know, those people that are ready to invest, here you go, if you still need to talk to me, I'm over here. How did you set that up?
1: Yeah. So positioning is very important. Here's the way I do it. Um, If I'm speaking in the front of the room, um, at the end, after I give my pitch, no more questions. I love audience interaction, so I take questions right throughout the talk. But once I start my pitch, no more questions after that point. Um, And And by your
0: pitch, you mean this is when you're saying, okay, this is the special bonus for people who are here to offer your um, uh, assessment.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, okay. that, so I mean, I gave fifty-five minutes of great content, and fair enough. The last five minutes, I used to talk. Uh, I used to talk about my services. Perfect. How we can help our clients. Um, so so yeah. So once I launch into the pitch, I, I take no more questions, and then at the end, I say thank you. I turn off my microphone. Um, and say if you have any questions, feel free to come up to me to talk one on one. I emphasize one on one, and that's it. Then I say here's a piece of paper with a list of available times. There are, let's say, there's fifty people in the room. There are fifty of you, and there are fifteen available times. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put this in the back, right over here, and I walk towards the back and I show them where I put it down, and I'll be up front answering questions one on one. Positioning is very important. You have to put that piece of paper not close to you, because people will be shy to sign up.
0: Okay. After-
1: Piece of paper close to the door, so people as as soon as they as they as they're walking out, they need to see that piece of paper. It's like casinos. If you go to a casino to get to the swimming pool, to get to the restaurants, you have to go by the slot machines. Right. There's no way to get there without going by the slot machines. Um, and I don't even know this. I've just been to. I've never been to a casino. Um, <laughs> but that's what that's what I hear it's like. But same thing. The same concept applies. Nobody should be able to leave the room without going by the sheet. Okay. And stuff. Uh, big crowds signing up for your thing.
0: Now, what if the 15 people that used up that sign up sheet only one of them came and the other 35 would have been there, shown up, but there weren't any lists or like sign up slots? What do you do about that?
1: Yeah, so usually um, as a speaker, we want 100% of the audience to sign up. Right. But uh, it almost never happens. Yeah. Um, you know that in, in a very high converting talk is about 20%, okay? But the audience doesn't know that. As a, as a speaker, as a professional who's done this you know, hundreds of times, you know it, but the audience doesn't. So the audience, if, if this is somebody, if somebody in the audience is sitting and they're thinking, this is a great offer, I'm going to sign up right now. But then they're thinking, this is such a great offer, probably everybody's going to sign up. Mm-hmm. But not everybody is having that thought. right okay so the ones who uh, so the 15 spots often fill up um, but then if there's like one or two that want to sign up but don't they usually approach me and say um, "Can I, I want to sign up but there's no space here I say no oh, problem stay okay. down below and I'll contact you
0: and then what's your actual conversion rate from those that sign up do they all show up for the yeah. assessment
1: it's pretty darn close to 100%
0: Good. congratulations yeah.
1: thank you thank you so
0: then So we have the idea, we have the gameplay, Um, Of course, it takes your own vernacular, your own personality to make people engaged for the 55 minutes. So that's nothing that we can really teach today, but why don't you discuss some strategies that you use to get into the door and what um, places you find are easier to do talks at, ones that you really have to continue to ask and ask and ask if you even come across that. So I guess the blanket statement is how do you book these talks?
1: Yeah. So the way I started out was when I was a very shy speaker, not very confident in front of an audience. All I did was I just, um, I approached audiences who I didn't really care about getting as personal training clients. Like if they became clients, great, but I didn't really care about that. Um, So who was that? High school students. So I called uh, local high schools and and said, well, I'm a personal trainer in the neighborhood and I'm giving free talks about exercise and nutrition. Would you like me to come in and, uh, and do a talk for you? Uh, most high schools said no, and then three said yes. So after I did my, talk for the, my talks for the three, um, just to, as, as confidence builders, confidence boosters, um, I thought, okay, then now I feel good in front of an audience. So then I started to approach audiences that were more and more of who my target audience was, yes. uh, or at least who I thought it was. Um, so to date, the most profitable talks I've ever done have been for singles over 40, Okay. That's number one. Number two is engineers, specifically engineers in Qualcomm, a very large Mm -hmm. software engineering company. And number three is for podiatrists, Ontario Podiatric Medical Association. So these have been statistically my highest converting talks, both from people in the audience to free assessment, as well as from assessment to sale, to personal training sale. And can you you think of
0: any reason why that is? Is it just you? Is it the way you interact with your clients? Is it how you're... Promoting yourself because in our industry we always say the people who need your services you'll attract. So, yeah. how, is there any way that you sort of, of course, looking at the st- statistics, that's a big one. But why yeah. do you think it is that particular population? Because th- that's very interesting. I would yes. have never ever thought about any of those those places. Yeah.
1: I didn't either. I mean, I didn't approach them thinking this is going to be an incredibly profitable talk. I just said, well, okay, let's try it. And then when I look back at the statistics, I'm like, that surprised me. So I'm going to do more of what works. Of course. Uh, Yeah. So why, so it's your question of why do I think those talks have been so good? It's sort Uh, of
0: like why those populations? And and I know that's a very hard question to ask, but that's where I'm sort of
1: curious. It's an easy answer. Uh, The three biggest objections to personal training are time, Uh money, and need to talk to your spouse. Okay? Okay. So think about it. Singles over 40, um, they have... You know, usually established, so they have time working 9 to 5. So it's not, it's not really below, beyond 5. They have weekends. Um, so that's the uh, time component. Um, the money, well, they're over 40, so they have more money than somebody in their 20s. Yes. Uh, and if they're talking to, to their spouse, well, they're single. There is no spouse.
0: Very clever.
1: <laughs> right? Uh, engineers and doctors um, tend to have um, money and time. Okay, and uh, usually when you know, if you're if you're pitching a three thousand dollar package to somebody who only makes thirty five forty thousand dollars per year, absolutely they need to talk to their spouse. But to somebody making a hundred and fifty two hundred thousand sure. dollars per year, three thousand is not that big a deal. You don't really need to discuss that with your spouse. Um, so the, that that's in retrospect why those uh, populations have worked so well.
0: Now would you say it's the presentations that have single-handedly helped to multiply your business and as far as I've seen by six times in the past five years is it predominantly this? This tactic?
1: I have a website, I get referrals but 90% of the growth has happened as a result of public speaking engagements.
0: That's amazing, congratulations!
1: Thank you. And it's one of the most enjoyable parts of my business.
0: Now, I want to pick your brain about your 49 failures. And you (laughs) don't have to go through all 49 because that's a little bit excessive. But (laughs) for us, for us people that are potentially brand new, just brand spanking out of school, um, just starting up. What were some of your initial failures that you came across that you're like, oh, if I had known better, I never would have done that.
1: Where do I start? <laughs>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> uh, failure number one is advertising. Um, so When I was just starting out, I, uh, I was approached to advertise in a newspaper called, I think, the North York Mirror or the North York Guardian, one of those two. In any case, they told me there, uh, the circulation of that newspaper is 93,000 homes in North York. Uh, when you do the math, I'm thinking, okay, each home has between one and three people who potentially read that paper, so potentially that's between hundred and fifty and two hundred thousand um people reading that paper, seeing my ad um that ad cost me one thousand five hundred dollars. I'm thinking all I need to break even is just one client, sure you know how many clients I got out of that ad? zero think that's zero <laughs> okay. um and because I'm so smart, I ran the ad twice
0: right
1: <laughs> um. So that was a big failure, advertising. Um and this is
0: and, newspaper advertising, not advertising. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah,
1: newspaper advertising. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about Facebook ads or, mm-hmm. or Google Ads or anything like that. So uh that was one massive failure. Um <laughs> another <laughs> massive failure, um I wouldn't call it a massive failure, is starting up a website that didn't really look at conversions. Okay. okay. So when and let me elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah. I hire designers to design my website. Logical, right? You want a designer to design your website. Bad idea. Designers know pretty, thin or professional, but good luck quantifying pretty and professional. You can ask a hundred designers, what's pretty and professional. and you are going to get a hundred different opinions?
0: Okay.
1: I'm not interested in opinions. Right. I'm interested in numbers and facts.
0: Right. Okay. Apparently.
1: Apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> so after five websites, Um, I've tried very simple websites. I've tried very complex websites, but the ultimate number, leads, was always the same two per month. That was it. Okay. And my website uh, was getting about between 2000 and 2500 visitors per month. But again, only out of that, only two leads per month. I'm thinking that's a very bad conversion, but it is typical. so I thought, okay, designers are not the people for this job. I need somebody who's more interested in sales as opposed to design pretty, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> so I hired what's called a conversion rate optimization specialist, CRO specialist, okay. not confused with SEO, search engine optimization. What SEO specialists do is they drive traffic to your website. They make sure that your site can be found by Google. Yes. Like what's the point of having 10,000 visitors per month if your conversions are nil, right? right, Conversion rate optimization specialists make uh, enhance the conversions that you have with the traffic that you already have. So you need both, you need both an SEO specialist and a CRO specialist. Again, that's conversion rate optimization specialist. Um, so I did hire a conversion rate optimization specialist and he took my leads from about two to five per month with my old websites up to currently eight to nine per month and we're working towards getting it up to 12.
0: Amazing, and what yeah. did you do?
1: Uh, he completely shares my site, so yeah, go ahead.
0: No, I, I'm just I'm breathing loudly yeah. because I'm just like oh. <laughs>
1: yeah, completely shares my website. So my my homepage used to be that it was a very nice homepage, but there was a lot of stuff you could do on it. You could go to the homepage, you can go to the about us, you can go to the contact us, you can go to the navigation, you can visit my blog all from the homepage. Yes. So there's about 20-25 different things to do just on the homepage alone. He changed my website so that on the homepage there is only one thing to do. Yeah. Actually, two things. Uh, either you can click the button and book an appointment or you can leave the website.
0: Oh. There's only
1: one choice. Okay. If what about take-
0: like most of us will have um, buttons to join our newsletter?
1: I, depending if that's on your homepage or if that's on your blog page. On your blog page, that's fine. On your homepage, very bad idea. Unless that is your main call to action.
0: Okay. Okay, now that sounds that sounds scary to me a little bit because I like that my website looks like it offers more information and they can watch my videos on different tabs. I can totally yep. see with regards to conversions, but yep. does that not seem a little bit scary where people maybe people want to research you a little bit more?
1: Yep. Um, so again, I had the numbers. If I didn't have the numbers, I think that's scary. But again, what did my numbers say? I got two out of 2,500 per month.
0: Right okay.
1: What's the worst could that could happen? I draw from two to zero. Right. Not yes. a good deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the best that could happen? I could get up to three. I could yes. get up to four. I could get up to five. So I figured, okay, let me test it out. So let me see what happens. Uh, the test was successful. The other thing that I did was I asked my my CRO specialist for a guarantee.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So I
1: no longer do risky marketing. Okay.
0: okay.
1: Um, I like to have guarantees and call me cynical. But I feel like I, you know, I'm only 28, but I feel like I have like 40 years in business. Um, so <laughs> I've wasted probably over a hundred thousand dollars in a period of about four years on bad marketing investments. That ad uh, that I talked about earlier, that was one of them.
0: Yes, totally, and I can definitely. I I can almost hear the sales pitch that they give you like, oh, this is going to do this and we've already done the research already and we're already seeing if you put these particular SEO numbers in, then you're guaranteed to get this, that, or the other thing. And they don't have any idea, most of them. And (laughs) I've been suckered into the newspaper advertising on two separate occasions and that was an $8,000 waste of space.
1: Yeah. so it was awful. Yeah, so I no longer do marketing that doesn't come with either a guarantee or an extremely high probability of success. Um, so what I do with my CRO specialist and what I do now these days is I always ask for a guarantee. I ask my CRO specialist, can you guarantee at least 12 leads per month? Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, no, I say, okay, no, no deal. But he said, yes, which shows me confidence, which means I can't lose my investment. Right. Uh, the guarantee went like this. He either gets me 12 leads per month or he keeps working for free until I do. Okay. Okay. Um, so that gives me a lot of comfort, a lot of certainty that I know whatever happens, I won't lose my money. And even right now, at about eight or nine leads per month, if he stops right here, um, I paid him uh, seventeen hundred dollars U.S. Uh, if he stops right here, I will have already seen my my return yes. back many times over because that conversion, uh, it went. I started getting eight or nine leads per month um, about a year and a month ago. So how much money did I make through my website? Way more than the $1,700 that I invested.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Even with the poor conversion rate.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's getting better and better. Right. So, uh, so that's another. I meant the one.
0: Canadian dollar conversion rate. Oh, It's yes. so awful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, not so good. Um, although I hired him when the conversion rate was better. Oh. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's another big mistake I made, uh, not asking for guarantees. Um, And, you know, uh, live and learn. You know, that's a $100,000 education. That's what it costs to get an MBA.
0: Yes, and I thank you for that because I do not want to be in that same position. Now, how about um, now you're in three years, four years into your business. I'm sure there were some learning moments then, too. What were some of the ones you learned after that, that really kind not didn't sting, but they're just sort of those I'll never forget that type failures, if you will.
1: Failures. Well, there are so many leaks in the in in a bucket, um, and this is an idea that comes from uh, Dan Kennedy. He's like the godfather of direct response marketing. Like I love the guy's uh, books, mm-hmm. um, especially one of my favorites is the No BS Ruthless Management of People and Profits. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, but uh, I learned that there's leaks in any business there are leaks so sometimes yes you do have a lead um issue but sometimes you don't have a lead issue you have a conversion issue for example in my as it pertains to my case uh, i was the the first part was i was getting leads so i was in front of audiences but again the audiences were converting so i made the changes that i talked about earlier and audiences started to convert better um, then there was the another leak that once they're face to face with me, I was a very shy seller, right? I didn't want to overwhelm them with sales. But then they left, and a hey, they didn't benefit from my services. And then six months later, they're still where they are, you know. Right? Uh, they're not an leaner. They don't have any more energy. They're still unhealthy. So I was doing my uh, clients, the dis- prospects rather, a disservice by not selling harder. Um, so I tried to change my selling methodology and eventually what I started doing was I just opened up a word document and before a sales meeting or that's what I call but it's really a fitness assessment before a fitness assessment um, I would in that document say goal for today and it's not a broad goal like make a sale but a very small goal like anchor by anchoring it's a psychological tactic that says that if you say a high price then um, a very high price, then a high price doesn't seem as high. For example, if you say the number 10,000, well, 3,000 doesn't seem so bad. After.
0: Yes.
1: So very, very small skills to work on, That's, so I made that my goal before each uh, fitness assessment, just a tiny little skill to work on. And then after the sales meeting, what I would do is, in that same word document, I have uh, a little session says what went well, So what did I do that advanced the sale, and then what could have done better? What could I have done better next time? Um, And then the following sales meeting with a different person, there would be hopefully more things in the what did I do well and then fewer things in the what could have done better Um, to the point where now my conversions in face-to-face sales meetings is about 51%.
0: Okay, so I'm just going to walk through what your business model is like. Predominantly, It's it's booking gigs, talking in front of all these people, getting at least 15, if there's 50 people there, to sign up for a free assessment, $20 Twenty dollar assessment actually. Oh, it's twenty dollars, but they still have to yeah. come into your gym in order to do it. Correct. Correct. Okay. Now the actual price for that fitness assessment is 90. ideally nine. Nine dollars, okay. yes. So once you get them into the door, how long is the fitness assessment?
1: The fitness assessment can range anywhere from forty five to sixty minutes.
0: And does it cost you anything to do it other than your time? Not at all. And then from that point, do you then book the sales meeting or do you say, okay, everything's good, come in a week from now?
1: The assessment is the sales meeting.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah.
1: That's okay. what I'm saying. That's just like my terminology as a salesperson or a CEO or whatever whatever yep. um, versus their terminology as a prospect. To them, it's a fitness assessment. To me, it's a sales meeting.
0: So this is something that I've been doing a lot of this year, and I was actually thinking about it in the car um, yesterday when I was driving home. I was like, I wonder how much money I have given away in free consults but that have really benefited my bottom line in the long run. Because as naturopaths, and this is the only practitioner space that I can really confidently talk about, is we always offer 15-minute consults, okay? We are so afraid to offer anything more than that that's for free for fear of, oh my goodness, my hour visits are $160, and if I give all these hour visits away, yada, yada, yada. Keeping in mind that we can't offer packages like you do, however, um, we can definitely meet that level somewhere along the line with regards to lab testing and supplements and having them come in for repeated consultations. So in the very beginning, were you still offering one hour visits or did you have the same hesitancy that we had where I don't want to give my time away for free or I only want to do a quick one-on-one and whatever?
1: But well, that's um, it's a little bit different because in the personal training industry, um, the one hour um, meeting is standard. So you, know, oh, you, didn't, you never even God. thought about doing a 15 minutes or you never even thought about doing a 90 minute. It's just standard. Uh, but uh, I, I also borrow from other industries to see what works there. Uh, in other words, nobody in my industry does public speaking. That's just not the way they generate leads, okay? Huh. So when you borrow from other industries, you um, you you know you enhance your own uh, abilities. Or another, another thing that I borrow from a different industry is the uh, debt collection agencies, okay? You know how they get, uh, uh, you know, the first time you get a bill or you get a letter from them it says this is your first notice and they're fairly gentle about it and so on. The second time you don't pay your bills, they send you a second letter. Uh, they're a little harsher, okay? The third time you don't uh, pay your bills, well, then they get even harsher. Um, and eventually they say, we're going to send somebody after you to basically, you know, hit you with a club right. uh, or something like that. They Don't use those words. Um, but I borrowed the same tactic from that industry. So in any you know, I don't close hundred percent of my sales in my face to face sales meetings, but that doesn't mean that they won't close ever. Some people when they say, I, th- I need to think about it, truly need to think about it. Yep. Now oftentimes it is a stall, but sometimes they truly need to think about it. Okay. So what do you do in those cases? Two days later, after the sales meeting, if they still haven't um, given me an answer back, which 99.99% of the time they haven't, I then sent an email, call from, which I wrote from Dan Caddy called a appointment slash no sale letter saying, well, these are the typical reasons why people don't buy. Usually, if I've done my job right, people don't people buy personal training. They see the value in it. They understand it. And here are the two or three most common reasons people don't buy. So you state the reason, and you give a rebuttal uh, in a couple sentences after that. Of course. Um, and then under all the reasons, you say, um, if for whatever reason I miscommunicated anything or I made you upset, whatever, so you put the blame on yourself, um, say, give me a call, send me an email, let me know what I did wrong. Um, and another... Um, Thirty-two percent. After that, close. When they receive that email, they 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 buy personal training. And
0: how would they do that through the email? Do they call in and and purchase it, or do you have a sales button?
1: No, uh, just in the email, they say, uh, "Okay, I'm ready to go." Okay. Um, In which which case, I say, "Okay, this will be your personal trainer. Uh, Let me give you a call. I'll get your credit card information, and the personal trainer will give you a call to set up your first session, and we go, and away we go."
0: Excellent. Now, what's the second email?
1: The second email is a very simple one-line email says, hi, and then their name, comma, I'm not sure if you got my last email, dot, 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 question mark, send. That's it.
0: And then what do people <laughs> do with that?
1: Uh, usually after the first email, about 30 or 40% respond. Um, to those who don't respond, they get the second email. And that's it. It ends right there.
0: And, but do you get sales from that one? Are people like, oh, no, I didn't mean to miss your email?
1: Yeah, it's exactly like that. Okay. Always, to, miss your, to miss your email, now, again, not a hundred percent of people will buy, but it, as a result of implementing this, again, that's another hole in the bucket that you've plugged.
0: Amazing, and that's so simple, and I think yeah. that's very tangible for what we can do if we have a free consultation, or I've definitely had people email me and say, I'm curious about what it is that you do, and then you just never hear from them again. And this yeah. is a very important thing that I think everyone listening should um, do as well, is you you do have to keep track of all of your leads. You do have to write down all the emails that you get in and make note of who booked and who didn't book. And if somebody canceled, you have to make note of who canceled so you can call and book them back in. I find humans are very good at forgetting a lot of things and the more, even myself, I need a lot of handholding and a lot of coaching just to get me into the door and it's for no other reason than I'm just not thinking about it. It's not that I don't want to go. It's not that I don't want to book with you. It's that I was like, oh crap, I meant to do that two weeks ago and I completely forgot. But if you don't come back into the picture again, then the next naturopath or the next nutritionist or the next personal trainer is going to say, oh, hey, I'm new. What do you think? And they're like, oh yeah, I meant to book in with a personal trainer or a naturopath. And here you are perfect. So it seems like it's good timing, but that could have been you the whole time
1: that's exactly it and if people also don't sign up with you well that's why that's a fantastic reason to have a newsletter at the Mm -hmm. very least they're getting your newsletter that you're still communicating with them on a regular basis so if they don't buy now they might buy in a few months maybe a few years
0: Yep. and I can say that actually happened to me yesterday so I um, don't offer like a free nutrition assessment but what I do is I record I physically record the presentation right then and there which I say at the very beginning of my presentations I say Just to save you guys from writing and scrambling massive notes, I just want you to enjoy the next hour. I am recording this entire presentation. If you want a free recording, sign up and everybody wants to sign up. Very rarely do people not sign up and then they get the free recording, they can listen to it again and I only allow it for seven days that they can listen to it for free and then at the very bottom after the seven days it says click here to download for a lifetime because we've talked about this, about residual income in previous podcasts as well, is I then sell that presentation for 4.97 for the rest of my life. Um, right. And then if not, then it automatically puts them onto my newsletter list because I'll also say on that sheet, do you want to sign up for the newsletter list? Now in Canada, we have to be very careful, right? We can't just yep. automatically put somebody on the list. So I then take a picture of all that sign up and put it onto my Google Docs. So that yeah. if they were to ever come yes, after me, because it's probably going to be easy money in 2017 yeah. when that whole thing changes over, um, I can say, well, you actually said yes to sign up to my newsletter. bottom yeah, exactly. line is, is somebody actually just came in um, yesterday. They bought one of my online weight loss programs for, I think it was 47 bucks and they're not a patient and I yeah. just offered them a free 15 minute body composition and inches. and. It was awesome, right? It, it just goes yeah. to show that it does work, and I think she saw my presentation maybe three or four months ago. So you just yeah. never know when these people are going to be ready for you.
1: Exactly, and sometimes if it has been months, uh, you just send a very simple email: "Hi, comma name, uh, sorry, hi name, comma, uh, are you still interested in fill in the blank with whatever they were interested in? If they told you weight loss, are you still interested in weight loss? That's it. We'll leave it at that."
0: And it, it's, you know, if people delete it, they delete it, but at least yeah. you put the effort out there. And if you don't try, you're never going to know, yeah. or, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I There's ha- an excellent
1: oh, app out there called Signal, uh, Signals by HubSpot.
0: And what is this? It's an app?
1: It's an app. Um, it's an app that you can install on your, on your laptop. Um, uh, and here's how it works.
0: Sorry, what is the name again? I missed it. Signals. Signals. Okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Signals by HubSpot fantastic app uh have you ever wondered that why is somebody not responding to my email did they get the email or read it and then decide not to respond or did they just not get the email
0: i always signals. wonder that
1: yeah signals tells you whether they actually read the email and didn't respond or they just didn't read the email
0: how do you connect it
1: uh you just it's free you just uh, google hubspot signals and that's it
0: but how does it connect to your newsletters that are being sent out
1: to my well newsletters are uh, this is not newsletters it's just emails my gmail account
0: Oh interesting yeah. okay yeah.
1: fantastic app I highly recommend it. And now do use you
0: it. use Aweber or anything like that for your e-newsletters? Mailchimp. Mailchimp so does it connect to Mailchimp too?
1: I uh, no but I don't uh, Mailchimp does, you don't need to connect it to Mailchimp because Mailchimp tracks it by itself All I mail- see what you're saying. Will track it by themselves, so you don't need that kind of thing for them got it. It's just for gmail.
0: Okay Now, I want to ask you, I'm sure people in your field come up to you and ask you all the time, you know, how do you do it? What are you doing? And I want to ask you, and I've seen that you've worked with the naturopathic college, you've worked with a number of different um, health and wellness industries. What would you say are the most common either complaints or areas that we are the weakest in that could be preventing us from becoming successful in this industry?
1: Um, it's, it's a tough one to answer because it is a, it's a, it, I think it's more of a personality thing, not a habit thing. Okay. Like um, I here, here's what my day looks like. If I'm awake, I'm working. <laughs> like I kid you not when I say I don't have a social life. Um, I work 14 hours a day, seven days a week. My last day off uh, of work was January 1st, 2009, <laughs> right. seven a little bit years ago. My last vacation was 2005. So it's a personality thing. Um, I don't find it. People say you work hard. I don't perceive it to be hard work because mm-hmm. it's enjoyable. You know, the only part that's not enjoyable is kind of like working with, no offense, human resources people, um, who sometimes I kind of want to show. But other than that, it's pretty enjoyable. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a personality thing. Like. There's nothing that gives me more pleasure than be, than working on my business. Like, it gives me more pleasure working my business than being on a beach in the Bahamas. It gives me more pleasure working on my business than being on a European tour. Um, so to me, it's kind of all-consuming. So I, w- I wish there was a different answer. That's what I think it is.
0: Well, and that's a wonderful thing for us to, to know. And again, remember, because I think there's a lot of people that graduate and they're like, oh, I can make a good amount of money working two days a week. Unfortunately, it's just not like that, especially in the first four to five years, and I can attest to that too. Mind you, I do work four to five days a week, so I I have had days off (laughs) (laughs) more than you. But I guess my question comes around, for the people that are coming to you for advice, have you found where they're like, oh yeah, I could do that, but, oh yeah, that's a good idea, but, you know where we block ourselves from achievement?
1: Yeah. Um, you, why do your patients come to you as naturopathic doctors? Because could they do the research online and get the information? Sure. Does it help to have accountability? Yeah. That's, and same thing in the personal training industry. Do people know they need to eat more vegetables and a little bit less processed food? Yeah. Why don't they do it? Because they have nobody to be accountable to. So same thing, same thing here. Like if you have a business or a marketing coach, it's much easier to stay on track. Even if you don't, uh, you can kind of uh, self-blackmail uh, you basically tell a bunch of people about your goals, mm-hmm. and you know, three months down the line, while well, everybody's asking you, How's it going? Right. Uh, if you fell off a bandwagon, you'd be pretty embarrassed to say, I fell off a bandwagon. It and I think there's so- actually
0: sites where you can say, If I don't lose 10 pounds in two months, I will pay like yep. the IRS $10,000, yeah. <laughs> you know, something yep. that you definitely don't want to do, and, yeah. it, and it holds people accountable.
1: Yes, the website is uh, STICK, S-T-I-C-K-K dot com. And
0: you know what? That brings me to my next point, because when I interviewed you for my book, Maximized Health, I think you gave me that particular tip. So there's a lot of us that want to write a book, too. And why don't you describe how that process went and how you got started with Black Card Books? And um, you may even want to give the title of your book as
1: well. Sure. Um, the, so my, the title of my book is called Stop Exercising, the way you're doing it now. And if people want, they can get it for free at stopexercisingbook.com. But when I got started with Black Card Books, I was already a two-time, a two-time author. I already had two books to my name. Uh, the Black Card Books book, and the Stop Exercising book, that's my fourth book. Um, when I was self-publishing, it was more passion books. It was stuff that I was more interested in, like how do you train athletes? Like myself, I'm an athlete. I used to compete in martial arts, not compete in powerlifting, but I don't really have the best physique for martial arts. Uh, yeah, I'm strong, but, uh, in martial arts, you need to have long limbs and you can't be very muscular. Hmm. That's striking. If you're grappling with short limbs are are better, but I was striking. okay? Okay. So I wanted to know, um, how do you get above average results with below average genetics? Okay, um, so that's what got my book, my, 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 my first couple books were about, uh, more for, for athletes. Unfortunately, none of my clients are athletes. Yeah. <laughs> They're not interested in that stuff. Right. Most of my clients are the general public, primarily in the 40 to 60 age range, interested in losing weight, having more energy, being more toned, etc. cetera. Um, so those books completely did not apply to that market. Um, but uh, the book that I did write, the Stop Exercising book, that was exactly for my target market. How did I figure out what to write about? Um, at that point, I was already writing my newsletter for about two and a half years, um, so I had two and a half years of data on what are my readers most interested in. I had statistics on open rates, so I didn't have to guess what my people would be interested in. Sure. I just looked at, this, at my open rates, uh, which topics that I sent my newsletter about got the highest open rates, and those became my my chapter titles. No guessing, you know. Absolutely. Um, so uh, that's what I like. I like certainty and I like guarantees. So the reason the book did so well is because it was based on numbers, not opinions.
0: And you give free copies away also as a lead generating tool as well, right?
1: Depending on the audience, if the if it makes sense for me to give away that book to the audience, if it's a high probability audience, uh, yes, I'll give that away for free. If it's if it's um, a place where I want to get new speaking engagements. I'll give that away for free. For example, I go to networking events that are exclusively for human resources professionals. Uh, there are 110 human resources people in the room and there is one fitness person. That's
0: me. <laughs> right.
1: um, so it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Who do I work with to set up my speaking engagements? Human resources. To them, absolutely, I give away my book for free uh, because I want them to have that as a constant reminder in their office that there's a pretty good wellness speaker uh, in their neighborhood. <laughs>
0: And have you found authorship to also bring your expertise, your business to the next level as well?
1: Oh, no question about that. Um, in personal training, the going rate for personal training in my neighborhood is in the $50 to $65 per session range. Uh, I'm in Markham. My, the, in downtown Toronto, it's a little bit different. Um, so around my area, the rates are lower than what I charge. My rates are between 70 and $120 per session. Um why don't people ever try to bargain or haggle with me over my price? Because I'm an author. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um the reason that people haggle over price is because in the absence of anything else that distinguishes two people, the only thing that distinguishes them is price. Yes. Well, that's in the absence of something distinguishing them. There is something distinguishing me and my trainers from my competitors. I wrote a book and my competitors didn't. Actually I wrote four books, and my competitors didn't. Okay. And
0: you also know your staff like you and, are yeah. a smart cookie
1: on on the, on the uh, I know we're talking here about marketing yes. but uh, on the nutrition exercise yes, that's of things yeah I still read uh, read and listen two hours a day seven days a week
0: yeah like you know your stuff I can't even believe the things that you know thank you yeah <laughs> anyways <laughs> Um, and then with regards to um, what else what else is there Once again, um, tell everybody what the link is if they want to read your book and and start reading it. Because it is a phenomenal
1: book. Thank you very much. Uh, you didn't participate in it, so that's what made it phenomenal. Of course. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the title of the book is Stop Exercising, the way you are doing it now. And the link to get a free PDF copy of the book is stopexercisingbook.com.
0: And I will have that in the show notes, so don't feel that. If you don't listen to it, you have to replay it over and over again to get that. And then Igor, just finally, because I always like to ask people this, with regards to... Some of the best resources that you have used to really leverage your business. What are some of the ones that we should really be either reading or listening to or whatever?
1: So, I'm a big, big, big bookworm. I read about 70 to 80 books per year on fitness and probably about 30 to 50 on marketing and sales. Amazing. So, of all the books I've ever read, the best resources on marketing and sales, number one, Sorry, in no particular order, but these are some of the top few. Uh, a very good book is called Book Yourself Solid by Michael Port. Okay. Fantastic. Another one is, I don't know if it's how to get everything you want out of all you've got or getting everything you want out of your, all you've got. Um, the author's name is J Abraham, J-A-Y Abraham. And, of course, um, I can't say one book, but this is a bunch of books that you absolutely have to get by Dan Kennedy. Read everything Dan Kennedy produces. I mentioned his book earlier, um, No BS, Ruthless Management of People and Profit. Get it. Um, All of his No BS series is an entire No BS series book. Uh, Get it. Uh, You have to read Dan Kennedy's stuff.
0: Cool. I love it. Thank Anything you. else that everybody should know about you? About how we can um, get in front of those people? How we can change our conversion rates?
1: Yeah, um, hire a conversion rate optimization specialists. Don't try to do it yourself. Okay, I'm not technically technically inclined. I would much rather pay somebody the money to for them to do it rather than do it myself. Don't hire designers. No offense to designers. They're nice people. But they're not very marketing or sales minded, or not very metrics driven. Conversion rate optimization specialists are metrics driven. That's all they do. That's yep. all they care about leads and
0: get the guarantee.
1: And get the guarantee. Yes, uh, the website I used to hire them is Upwork.com, uh, but another good one is GrowthGeeks.com.
0: Growth uh, Geeks. Okay.
1: GrowthGeeks.com. Those I'll are put two all great these
0: websites. links in the um, podcast notes.
1: Yeah, those are two excellent websites for. Um, for conversion optimization on the topic of how do you improve other stuff um you can here's here's the way i improve anything you track it okay you set a very small goal for something that you want to improve like in public speaking engagements or in sales meetings you set a very small goal of what you want to improve before the whatever you you want to improve is then you do the thing whatever the thing is whether it's the speaking engagement or if it's a uh, one-to-one sales meeting and then you afterwards you say what went well, what didn't go well, what could I do better? Mm-hmm. and then next time you should have more in the column of what went well and less in the column of what could I do better. That's a, a way to improve extremely rapidly.
0: Absolutely and always be ready to make changes on the fly. Like don't yes. Like as you said this person, this is how it went, it wasn't so great, the next person you saw you changed it, you didn't just keep repeating it for that day and then change it tomorrow exactly
1: one other book i want to mention that just came to mind is spin selling s-p-i-n selling and the author's name is neil rackham okay r-a-c-k-h-a-m fantastic resource on face-to-face sales Mm, so that's i absolutely get it as well
0: cool all right, Igor, thank you so, so, so much for coming on the show and giving us so much information. I just love talking to you. You always make me feel like I'm a little bit dumber than I am, but in a good way. So I <laughs> know where I That's have just, to
1: go. failures, you feel pretty dumb too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then if people want to get in contact with you, if they want to get onto your newsletter list, what's the best way?
1: Sure. If somebody does want to get onto my newsletter list, email me at igor at toronto.com fitnessonline.com. If you tell me that they came from your show, uh, I'll also send you a list of specific tips on marketing and public speaking. Okay. as well as website optimization. Okay? That's awesome. Uh, that's my email if there was somebody has questions like that. If somebody wants to check out my own website, it's fitness dot ca.
0: Beautiful. And Facebook and Twitter?
1: I uh, don't use it very much. Okay. Uh, it's just my personal account. You can look up my name, Igor Klebanov. Um, And Twitter, TO Fitness Expert, but I pretty much just post my articles and speaking engagements there.
0: Cool, dude. All right, have a great weekend. Thanks again so much. I'm sure we'll have you on sometime in the future again because I can only imagine where you are now and where you're gonna be even a year from now, you're just gonna keep killing it.
1: Absolutely, that's the plan. That, Thanks on here. For, yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's the plan for everyone who's listening. So again, thank you everyone for um, listening to another episode of the Profitable Practice Podcast. As I said, the show notes will be available on my website, maximizedbusiness.ca. Definitely leave your reviews. If you have any questions that you want to ask me or you want me to ask Igor on your behalf, Contact me on the website or on Facebook or Twitter. Otherwise, I hope you guys have a great weekend too. And Andrea's out. You guys are killer. Thank you as always for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast. Leave me a comment. And if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. Definitely subscribe to this podcast and leave me a quick review. For those ready to maximize your practice, contact me at www.maximizedbusiness.ca.